0: So we're in the midst of the third lockdown here in the UK um, and the number one question which has been appearing in my DMs, my emails and that my team keep telling me is people asking when is the podcast coming. Today's that day ladies and gentlemen Um, after many months of deciding what we were going to do when we were going to do it and how we were going to do it we're finally here. Now albeit in a very different setting than I would have liked. I'm currently recording this in my makeshift studio at home, uh, as opposed to the studio which I would usually be using. Um, Unfortunately, the studio's shut, so you're gonna have to make do for now. But hopefully, depending on how long this lockdown lasts and what happens, um, normality should return sometime soon. I don't have intros, I don't do outros, I don't do music, I don't do sponsors. This is just raw half an hour of me sharing gems on topics which I think you're gonna enjoy. This episode is titled Risks, Rewards and Relationships. And uh, I wanted to start with a quote which I actually read um, a couple of days ago, which goes, the default manner of engaging with social media leads to an enormous amount of time being wasted thinking about meaningless nonsense. The micro outrages, celebrity gossip planted by PR people, fake memes that promote Disney Plus and so on. It's all endless noise. And because it's endless noise, we should filter it ruthlessly. And it's quite an interesting concept when you think about how much time we spend on our phones, how much time we spend engrossed in content, whether that be watching TV, listening to music, the radio, watching, um, you know, things on on Instagram or even just listening to podcasts. So I do hope that what I'm bringing to you here with Would You Like a Podcast is going to be something which is beneficial. And that even if you just take one thing from this whole entire series, it's just to better value your time and to put a value on it, which many people don't do. The title Would You Like a Podcast has essentially come from so many people saying to me, Zach will you come on my podcast or do you want to do this or even people just saying to me you should really do a podcast and even questions such as when is the podcast coming I couldn't think of a name and I thought you know what why don't we just give it the most mundane name that we possibly can and say would you like a podcast? And this is just me saying to people, you know what, if you want a podcast, here it is. If you want it, cool. If you don't, cool. Either way, I'm happy, you know, to put this content out there for those willing to listen to it. Um, if you don't know who I am, my name's Zach Des. I'm, I'm hoping that you probably know who I am if you're listening to this and you somehow managed to find this. Otherwise, if you if you're just stumbling upon this and you've somehow managed to find it, you must be very deep into the internet. So like I said, this episode is titled Risks, Rewards and Relationships. And we should probably start off with me kind of giving you a bit of background as to why I've decided to pick this as a topic for the first episode. Um, I started my first business seven or eight years ago. I still have it to this day. It's called Zach Des Brand. We have 11 full-time employees and the business basically looks after all of my commercial and PR rights as well as any business interests I have so these are from investments to brands I've started and even my property portfolio as well so we've been quite busy over the last seven or eight years that we've been around now when we got started I was fresh out of school and I did not go to university so I have no sense of a degree or anything of that nature everything which I have done essentially has come through taking risks and A lot of people think that you need to have some sort of a foundation in order to take risks. But for me, I believe that the bigger the foundation you've got, the harder it becomes for you to take those risks because your feet become firmly placed on the ground. Now, obviously, if you don't take those risks, you don't get the reward, which is why risks and reward kind of go hand in hand. And the other thing which is quite interesting is I always say to people that you don't get 100% of the opportunities that you don't take. This means essentially is that every single opportunity that is either presented in front of you or that you have the concept in your mind that you want to do, you have to just go out there and do it. Because if you don't, the number one thing which I think eats you alive in life is that feeling of regret and not knowing because if you never do something and you never know what could have come from it it's just the worst feeling an opportunity does pass you by and as you get older you know you have to take on more responsibility and you've got to start thinking about the future and other things start getting in the way all of this sort of background noise of life i like to call it begins to kind of cloud your vision essentially the thing is yes we do all have responsibility in life we've all got things that we have to do you know by no choice of our own we have things that we have to do but for the most part we are in control of our own destiny we're sitting in the driver's seat of uh, the car and we have to decide where we want to drive that car to where is the destination that we want to go what turn do we want to take what road do we want to go down and the thing in which i think people sort of I always struggle when people say to me what is it you actually do or you know how do we kind of summarize you as a person and I'm like well I don't even know how to summarize because there's so many different things that I've done in my time that I think it's just impossible for you to sit there and say okay you know we can define him in one box and I don't like the word entrepreneur because I think thanks to Instagram and and you know that whole um regime of of these self-made influencers that are coming out as entrepreneurs and everything they've kind of shat on what it means essentially and I think entrepreneurship nowadays has been made to look sexy and appealing everyone thinks wow you know I can own this car and I can own this house and I can do this and I can do that. But they don't look and see the background in it. They don't see the hard work. They don't see the sleepless nights. They don't see the phone calls that go into making these decisions. Essentially, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that people don't see. And this is, again, the problem that I have with Instagram mostly, because you end up only getting an insight into a very small picture, not even probably 1%. It's 0.1% of what you actually see. And then what you end up with is a load of kids or a load of people who are interested in in you because they follow you and they think you know what wow this is amazing and he makes it look so easy because you know I only what you see you think is the whole picture and then you end up with people thinking you know what I can do this I can grow a business I can do this and I can do that and the thing is entrepreneurship isn't for everyone and it's not a route that I think we should glamorize as much as we do because there's a lot of pain and a lot of you know, things that go wrong. And in order for you to get one thing right, a hundred things have to go wrong. And often from the worst moments in life, the best ideas can be born. So it isn't something which I think is, is, you know, a map or route that everyone should look to go down because you have to know the full picture before you get into it. And again, if you're happy to take those risks, then it is something which I guess for the most part, you'd be happy to do. I often remember when I was younger, uh, a woman who said to me that the harder the battle you fight, the sweeter the victory will be. And I think that that can be applied for every single aspect of life. The harder you fight for something, the sweeter the victory will be when you get it. Whether you're a student at university and, you know, the harder that you revise, the sweeter the victory will be in, you know, the, the fruits of your labor when you finish Or you're a business owner and you're working sleepless nights around the clock to make your business work. And especially with the current climate we're in and so many different changes. I know businesses are having to adapt and people are having to do things. And people are often wondering if it's even worth them continuing with their businesses. Some of them have been around for generations and they're thinking we can't do this anymore purely because it seems to have been a case that the odds have become so stacked against them. It's almost impossible to continue. The two go hand in hand without risk, you don't get reward in anything that you do in life. And often sometimes you don't even know what that reward could be. Seeing it become a case now that, you know, there has to be some kind of a roadmap. And I think that business plans and everything else that people put on their life become so restrictive that they almost feel like they need to get a certain reward by taking a certain risk but it's almost as if every risk has to be calculated they have to have a business plan for a business they have to say okay by the time i'm 25 i want to do this and by the time i'm 30 i want to do this and by the time i'm 40 i have to be here and it's like You know, what happens if you don't meet those goals by then? You start to feel like, oh, my God, I'm a failure. And what does that do to your mindset, essentially? So I do think that in life now, we as people have to take it upon ourselves to realize that we can take risks but we can take risks at any age i know i said that you know the younger you are the better you are and that is true because of the of the case of responsibility but it also is a case that you shouldn't feel like you know you hit the age of 40 or 50 for example and you can't take risks and you can't make changes and you can't adapt the way that your life is you know we as human beings we we thrive on changes and being in different environments and I think that sometimes putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is the only way that you can reach the other end. There's a quote which um, is in a book which I read this morning and it says, to be successful at the highest levels you have to do stuff you don't like. It's part of the formula. We're moving forward or we're moving backwards and if you're not uncomfortable you're moving backwards. But I also think that being complacent and comfortable in the situation that you're currently in means that you also are not willing to adapt and change and look to what's forward and what's coming next and you know you have to be willing if you want to be successful in a business sense you have to be willing to do something which is for your own personal growth and growth comes from being in situations that you're not comfortable in because you have to adapt and you've seen it with you know insects and creatures of nature over the cases of Hundreds of thousands of years, how they've adapted in different situations in order to survive and to strive as well. You know, if you want to come out on top in life, you have to put yourself in those situations that you don't feel comfortable. And, you know, maybe for some people it means applying for a job which they don't feel that they are necessarily qualified for or learning a new language or doing things which are going to better themselves, which feel uncomfortable and which feel like they're not things that you can totally pull off but the reward that you get at the end it's like working out essentially when i go to the gym i i'm someone who i only really sort of got into my fitness probably about a year and a half ago and i got to be honest with you i hated you know getting up and going to the gym and i'll be honest now all this time has passed i still hate waking up in the mornings and going to the gym but i love the reward that it brings i love the feeling that i get after i train i love the feeling of exhaustion after i've done a heavy workout And I love the feeling of coming back home and getting into bed and being absolutely shattered after a long day, starting it with an absolute killer workout. I think there's no better feeling. But I think that what we don't realise in life, essentially, is that through us doing these things the reward that they bring us they might not be things which we can physically see or feel instantly but when you look at the progression over the course of a year you know and that can even be from learning a new language or something the feeling that it brings us internally by being a better person than we was a year ago i think that that's just something which is so heavily underrated and so i do think that in life as people we do all have to take more risks and to be someone who essentially is going to go out there and not care about failing or being in a situation which is uncomfortable because if you think about risks in life there's risks to everything you can get in your car and you can die you know you can cross the street and you can get hit by a car life is full of risks but if you think about all of those risks you would never do anything so you have to think of the rewards that come from everything that you do in life and that's how i choose to live my life from a business sense i do think that the rewards that can come from the risks that we take are something which are quite incredible and heavily underrated as well now the rewards i think Rewards are interesting because I think they're always something that you tend to see glamorize so much, whether that be on social media from people showing off the new watch they bought, the new house, the new car, the new clothes, anything. And just this sense of things being glamorized to a point where it almost becomes a case that you constantly only see people win. And you begin to think to yourself, Christ, it's almost as if these guys have never failed anything in their life by the fact that they just seem to constantly be winning at everything they do. And I think that the interesting thing is that sometimes things don't go to plan. And all that glitters is not gold, as the saying goes. And so you do have to almost assess when you see these rewards. You have to think to yourself, well, how big a risk was it that these people had to take in order to get to where they are? And how many no's do you have to hear before you hear a yes in life? And how many chances are you going to go for something and not get it? And how many chances are going to come around where, you know, you sleep on them or you miss the first hurdle or things don't particularly work out? I do think that in life, we have to assess everything as a risks equals reward strategy in order to move forward and to become better people overall. So the next thing which I want to talk about is relationships. And I'm going to talk about relationships in every sense for this uh, For this part of the of the podcast because i do think that there's different senses of relationships your exclusive relationship between two people is something that suffers heavily when you're building a new business and uh i do think that entrepreneurship as i said is quite a lonely thing which people have to go through in order to get to the end and receive something which is almost this great success story But at the same time, when you're networking, it's important to know how to balance a relationship between the people who you're networking with in business as well. And business relationships are some of the best things that can come about. I've had business relationships, which, you know, pretty soon will be going strong for 10 years. And there's been people who, you know, essentially have been there and seen me craft my business and hone my skills and develop into the person I've become since day one. And I think that, those are some of the relationships which we don't realize until we actually look at them how deep they actually go but for all intents and purposes we'll talk about the exclusive relationship between two people because i think that that's probably something which is you know i i I mean listen here's the thing i think that in life we are sociable creatures and we crave interacting with with people and some of the things which I mean, look, I'm going to be really honest with you in this podcast because I think that it's essential. And I also think that I, my assistant said that in the, in the description we put that this is going to be a raw and an honest and an open uh, podcast. And I do think that I need to share some of my thoughts on things so that then when people message me or ask me questions, I can just divert their attention to this. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people out there in this day and age who date someone, break up and then they say that the relationship was toxic and they always have the trait of blaming the other person in the relationship or that was in the relationship for saying that it's become toxic you know I couldn't stand him I couldn't stand her or whatever it might be and uh, as a result they start to think oh yeah you know I'm gonna better myself I'm gonna I'm gonna work on being a better me and all of this you know, I've heard it so many times before and then what you end up seeing is the person. Ends up maybe two or three months down the line in another relationship with a different person saying, oh, you know, this person's great, treats me amazing, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you sit there and you start thinking to yourself, well, hang on a second. You've come out of a relationship that you've been in, I don't know, for a year or six months. You've jumped straight into a new relationship. You're claiming that things are going to be different somewhat, but you haven't taken the time to assess or work out what went wrong in your last one so that you know the mistakes that, you know, you don't want to make. And I've I've come into this situation of realising that there's a lot of people who I think are uncomfortable with being on their own and uncomfortable with answering the question as to who they really are and i think that when you dive deep into asking yourself who you really are and what kind of a person you are sometimes the question doesn't have an answer because you haven't quite worked it out and it's not something which i think you can work out in 3 months or whatever you know sometimes people take years in order to understand what kind of a person they are and you know what are the kind of attributes and and, and things that really make me the person i am and i think if you need someone else in order to be yourself and to figure out who you are and to be an independent person, you're not dependent on someone else. You are only dependent on yourself if you are independent. And you can be independent and still be with someone, 100%. I I know a lot of people who are like that. I think what we need to normalize in life is people being in a situation where they can be on their own and not be looked at as oh my god you know they've come out a relationship and they've been single all this time and you know often i think that some of the best ideas and the best concepts that people can have for business especially can come from heartbreak and upset and all these raw emotions that you get. And sometimes, you know, you see it so many times where a girl breaks up with a guy and then she'll say, oh, you know, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work out, I'm going to look 10 times better, I'm going to be with a guy next that's 10 times hotter than my previous. And I'm going to be thinking to myself, you shouldn't even be thinking about what's coming next. You should just be thinking about you and being selfish. And I know so many people who use the cringe saying of focusing on themselves and taking a second to to sit there and work out what kind of a person they are. And, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe in normal times, if it wasn't Corona, they'd be jumping on a plane and going to some country to figure out who they really are. But I almost feel like if you need to go somewhere in order to figure out, who you really are, have you really figured out who you are? Because then you come back and it's almost as if you don't sort of really understand how to function. And I do think sometimes it can benefit going to another country and just being in this sort of solitary confinement of of a different place that cuts you off from other people. But often I just think to myself, how much are people actually investing in themselves before they then go into another relationship and start investing in someone else. This is why I believe it's important for us to care about our minds as much as we do our bodies. Because we can go to the gym and we can go and eat healthy and do yoga and drink water and take vitamins and go on these holidays. But if we don't directly confront the negativity in our thoughts and in our hearts, then we will never be healthy. And I think that this is a concept which we have to make normal and i beg to god that people begin to normalize just having a healthy mind as much as they want to normalize having a healthy body and looking the part and i think because of instagram and all of these things being so visual everyone's like okay you have to look good but we've seen it time and time again people look great and then we see oh my god behind the scenes they're falling apart and 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 you know the perfect front that they've managed to put up behind it is just chaos and often people who look like they're strong and open and honest and all of these things are falling apart behind the scenes because everyone looks at them and thinks they've got it all together. And this is, again, where I feel like ego becomes a problem. And people say, oh, you know, ego is the enemy. And I'd say that the enemy is your ego and it is your lack of focus and your jealousy and procrastination. It's the gaps in your knowledge and your inability to believe that you deserve more than you have. And I'd also say that your enemy is your excuses and your self-doubt and it is your fear. And the only enemy that you should be focusing on beating this year is all of those things that that it creates. And I'd say the enemy of your lack of focus. And your jealousy and your procrastination. You have to look at all of those things and focus on trying to change them. And especially as we go into this new year, you know, we're so motivated and I know this is dropping a little bit into the new year. So I'm sure that people are going to be feeling, you know, probably a little bit deflated with this third lockdown and probably not looking um, you know forward or thinking that there's any point to continuing with their new year's resolutions or doing a new year new me which is a saying which I really hate but I hope that with all of this time that people are spending at home they can find a way to better themselves and I hate the saying of new year new me and all of this but it is true right now you can become a better you and I think that it is important that before we end up in situations or scenarios or around people that's another thing the people that you hang around they say that the five uh, people who are closest to you, or it might even be four, are the best reflection of the kind of person that you are. So I do think that we have to pick the people and the influences that we have around us more carefully, whether that be the partner that we're with, the friends that we've got, the people we follow on social media. These are all representations of us. And you know, I do think that sometimes people allow themselves to be so open as well without forgetting that the most valuable asset that they have in their life is the time. And I always say that your time has monetary value to advertisers, influencers, Netflix, everyone. These companies and people make money off of your time. And I'd say it should have a deeper value to you. And you shouldn't be giving it away too cheaply because that's your life. And every single minute, of time that you spend or invest in something that is just petty or worthless drama or whatever it might be, you don't get that back. You can't, you know, reset that and and live that day again and take that time back. Sure, a new day begins. But I always think about it as I've lost 24 hours. I've lost X amount of time worrying about this or overthinking or, you know, I just need to look forward. And I think that if you should take one thing away from this episode... Just take the opportunity for yourself to learn how to manifest ideas, positivity. And also, I think more people need to start reading as well. People will spend all day texting and being on Twitter and replying to comment sections and watching memes and TikTok and everything. And they'll tell you that they don't have time To read because they just struggle to manage their time but i say if you're listening to this if you've got time to scroll through your instagram look at your screen time and see how long you actually spend on your phone a day you do have time and people read more than ever when you think about how many marketing emails they get or you know how many comments there are on uh, youtube videos that they watch and things like that read something worthwhile with your time read a good book Read a good book on self-development, something that's going to help you strive to become a better person, something that's going to help increase the value of your life and help you add value to others as well. Because at the end of the day, who are we if we don't help other people around us? That's why I always say that the best reward that you can get in life comes from helping others. The businesses which I'm involved in, I'd say that their sole purpose A manifesto is to increase people's quality of life and to make them feel great, whether that be the clothes they put on the back, the drinks that they drink, the products that they use to increase their well-being, health and happiness, self-care products, even the houses that people live in that Zach Jez Brand has worked on. It's all just about making people feel better. Feel that their life is running more efficiently, giving them more time so that they can do things that, you know, they really care about doing. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And I think that especially when we're living in a time when every single day you're hearing people say, oh, this is the new normal. I want life to go back to how it was. And it's like, well, maybe life shouldn't go back to how it was. Because when we think back to how our lives were previously, we were often so busy, run off our feet, we barely had time to spend with family and friends. And we were always complaining that, you know, we were doing these commutes in some cases to places that we didn't want and doing jobs that we didn't really care about and all these other things. And I have to say that sometimes we have to be selfish in life and we have to think, What is the best way forward? We don't get this time again and we won't get to be in a situation like this again. And people do spend so much time trying to be more physically attractive, to find love and to have relationships that they almost forget the importance of being mentally attractive by educating themselves or addressing the recurring toxic thoughts or dealing with their own insecurities, which teach them how to be happy on their own. And I think that those things are what are really important and real self-care it can't be bought it's not your spa days and your facials and your trips to you know have lunch with the girls or the boys or whatever real self-care is a series of tough decisions that you have to take and aren't easy because what you're doing is you're making these decisions and you're prioritizing your own mental health and putting your own happiness over your history And that's something which I think we have to do. And my last gem, which I think I'll leave you with today, is that the grass will get greener on the other side always until you start watering the side that you're on. When you make more time for good people and you make less time for toxic people, when you work on your passions and you are more selfish with how you spend your time, when you exercise as regularly as you possibly can and you prioritise your sleep over sitting scrolling mindlessly on social media, when you practice gratitude, when you go to therapy, even though you might feel like you don't need it, I feel like everyone should, should just go to therapy. It's a great outlet and teaches you how to word those feelings and emotions and thoughts that you have. Realize that there is a sense of privilege in saying that, oh, you, everyone should go to therapy and I understand not everyone can afford it, but therapy doesn't just have to be in the sense of speaking to a therapist. It can be regularly checking in on your friends and having those discussions which, you know, make you feel as if you can share and can find and also explain things to someone else. But above all, the number one thing which I think we all need to do more of in life, which I realise, you know, since I've stopped drinking, which is definitely a topic for another week, is we need to drink more water. Absolutely 110% drink more water in life. And I think that once we do those things ironically with the watering and water see what i did there that will mean that the grass on our side becomes greener and the number one thing which i'd love everyone to do once you finish listening to this is to go through the list of the people that you're following on twitter or on Instagram, or on these websites that consume a vast majority of your attention a day, and just unfollow everyone who just doesn't really add anything of any value to your life, including those Instagram models. Because following hundreds of Instagram models that edit their photos and use deceptive angles and apply filters, it might just be the single easiest way to destroy your own self-esteem. Following fake lives has made this generation desperate to edit their real ones. Compare you to you. And take a second after listening to this to compare yourself to yourself and where you want to be in a couple months time. And I'll see you next week.